the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed, and hour number two is now underway, nine minutes past 10 o'clock on AM 1420. The answer, it's a Thursday morning, the 20th, a morning of the month of December in the year of our Lord, 2018. Do you remember the good old days? Brian, you no, keep no, talking no, no, about no. The last time, Chuck, you shut it down. No, no, no. And then you opened 20 it up times. very quickly. 20 and times. I don't want to do what you did. 20 but, times Chuck. you have called for, I will shut down the government if I don't get my wool. None of us have you said You want to know something? You've said okay, it. Okay, you want to put that you on my You said it. I'll take it. Okay, okay, good. You know what I'll say? Yes. If we don't get what we want, one way or the other, whether it's through you, through a military, through anything you want to call, I will shut down the government. Okay, absolutely. Fair enough. And we I am disagree. proud, and I'll we tell you disagree. what, I am proud to shut down the government for border security, Chuck. Do you remember those days? Those were the good old days. My goodness, they, oh, they, they feel like it was only last week, you know? Wait a minute. It was only last week. I bragged about my president. I cheered on my president. I told you on these very airwaves that my president has never sounded more presidential than when he, than when he thundered away at Chuck Schumer and his smirking little face and his whiny little voice. And he said, I will do what I have to do, and I'm proud to do it, to get border security because I owe that to my people. My people meaning all the people in the United States. Border security is national security, and I will not let you hijack national security. Yes, I'll shut it down if that's what it takes. We need our wall. I was so proud of my president. Literally, one week later, Drudge Report headline. Nancy celebrating caught on camera singing and dancing celebrating wall win 
She's at a D.C. bar being videotaped as Nancy Pelosi celebrating her wall win. Chuck Schumer is celebrating his wall win. Headlines everywhere. McClatchy, Trump's vow to build wall hits dead end. Ann Coulter on Breitbart, gutless president in wall-less country. Conservatives everywhere wondering where this guy went. What, what happened in a week's time? What changed in a week's Anything time? Anything you want to call, I will shut down the government. Okay, Absolutely. fair enough. And I we am disagree. proud, and I'll we tell disagree. you what, I am proud to shut down the government for border security, Chuck, because the people of this country don't want criminals and people that have lots of problems and drugs pouring into our country. So I'm still inspired by it. It's, it's, it's over now. It's a week old, and he's caved. He's blinked. He's, he's, he's completely abandoning that principle, but I'm still inspired by it. The problem is he didn't mean word of it the problem is he lied the problem is the president still thinks he can govern by twitter in the face of all of this he's still saying on twitter as of yesterday one way or another we will win on the wall no you won't you can't just govern by twitter proclamation you have to build and nurture the relationships with the legislators who can help you get there and you had two years to do it and you didn't i am so profoundly disappointed one week after cheering my president tom zawistowski we the people Convention, or I'm sorry, Tom, I don't have it in front of me. We the People, what? Yeah, We the People Convention. And oh, I was right, Convention. I, I, for some reason, I wanted to say Foundation. I'm sorry, it was Convention. We, uh, President of We the People Convention, also founder of the Portage County Tea Party, one of the leading conservative voices in Northeast Ohio, and uh, reaching national audiences now by way of your op-ed in uh, townhall.com today. Tom, good to, good to have you call in, sir. Good to be on with you, Bob. Our friends will be shocked that that I'm going to be the calming voice, and that, <laughs> that you're the one that's you know, raving. I'm usually the one raving, so you're you're playing my uh, my role, Bob. Listen, you know everything you're saying is certainly you know something that the, our grassroots people are you're know, letting me know about. I'm getting emails, phone calls, you name it. Uh, yes, this is a tipping point, but it's not over yet, Bob. It's not over yet, right? You, you know, you love sports. I've coached for a long time. I've been down in a lot of games where, you know, you got to keep playing each down and, and fighting to win. So we're, we're trying to do what we can do when that's message the president and message, you know, our congressman. So we're having people call the White House at 202-456-1414. Or if you go to just, uh, this is a good thing, a whitehouse.gov slash contact you can send a message and we're lighting up the, the white house switchboard and then we're calling our congressman and and we're and here's our message for our congressman today our message today is any quote-unquote republican who votes with the dems to pass the cr needs to be primaried in 2020 because they promised us and this is the test and so we're going to fight for this. That doesn't mean we're going to get it, Bob. That doesn't mean the president's going to do what we want. But it's not over until the fat Pollock thing, and I haven't sung yet. So we're going to keep fighting, okay? <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom listen, fighting. though, here's the thing, my friend. I want so badly to believe in what you're talking about, that, that, that there's hope there. Um, 
there isn't. And, and I say that because of recent history, because we have made the same claims multiple times before multiple CRs were passed in multiple spending bills with no money for wall funding, with the funding for Planned Parenthood, but not for the wall, with the funding of all kinds of liberal things that we were told we were going to get rid of, but not funding for our wall. And what did we say? We're going to primary all of these people out in 2018. Uh, we're going to primary all of these people out every step. We always say, you better be prepared. We're going to primary you out. And it didn't turn out to be primaried out. They just turned out to lose to their Democrats, uh, their Democratic opponents in most of these cases, because they didn't do what needed to be done. So, so Tom, I mean, I don't think they're afraid of us. The only thing they're afraid of is Democrats and Democrat voters, and that's why they're willing to say, I'll go along with the Dems, so that I can say, when it comes time, uh, that I wasn't a hardline Trump extremist. They're afraid of the Dems more than they are of Donald Donald Trump anymore. Well, well, no one knows how badly the election, electoral system, particularly the primaries, are rigged than we do in the in the Tea Party. I mean, Jane Timken promised us they wouldn't endorse in the primaries, and what they do, they endorse in the primaries. The entire primary was rigged. There was nobody running for anything that we would have picked if we had a choice. But here's what we're hoping is part of the difference. And, and that's why, if you remember, Bob, last uh, you know Monday, we took a big ad in the, in the Washington Times yeah. saying, you know, Mr. President, whoever told you that, you know, you had to do this alone and you've got to reach out to us. The problem is that people like Bob Paduchik and Rance Priebus and, and all the other people in D.C. have been in the presidency here since he was elected and lying to him. And he's endorsed people who hate his guts. Troy Balders is never going to vote for Donald Trump. In anything, he, he's part of that Main Street partnership thing that Steve Lotterette does set up. And, and we know that on the ground. So the question is, if the president holds fast, and if he understands today, right today, that he's being betrayed by these people, will he then listen to us in 2020 and come in and endorse people like Christina Hagen and Melanie Lanigan that we put up in 18? If he endorses them... We can elect him, but the but president has, has got to, you know, he's got to open his eyes, I'll say that politely, and he's got to understand who is with him and who's against him, and this is the test. And so we're, we're And it's not just understanding who's fighting. with him and against him, Tom Z, but it's also, you know, convincing people to be with him. You know, nurturing relationships. That's the one thing I continue to come back to. And, you know, and I, and, and I listen to some very, you know, profound people like Ann Coulter, for example. She's right up our alley. She's bombastic and she's, you know, she tells it the way it is. And, and she's right when, when, he, when she says he should have, on the day he was inaugurated, started building this wall or started at least setting the groundwork by getting in huddles with people that were very important in Congress that he who would go to the mat and whip up support and votes for this with him. Uh, and he did not do that. He just figures, I'll send out a few tweets. I'll announce that this will be easy, just like it'll be easy to repeal and replace Obamacare. Two years in, not done. It'll be easy to build a wall. What is, what's everybody worried about? What do I do for a living? I'm a builder. I've built buildings all over the world. A wall is nothing. He thinks that's all he has to do is say those things, Tom, and they'll happen. And that, and it doesn't take that. It takes the, the savvy to get in and develop relationships with people who will support your vision. Well, it even takes more than that, Bob. The, the problem the president has is that he doesn't have our experience fighting the establishment and the Democrats and the left. He doesn't understand the things we've learned. So what was the first mistake? 
the first mistake was at two years ago, almost to today, he endorsed Paul Ryan to be the Speaker of the House because Rance Priebus and Mitch McConnell and and uh, and uh, even Mike Pence said to him, oh, you know, we, we've got this Obamacare thing. We're going to repeal it. We'll do that first, okay? And, and so you want Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan's his biggest enemy, and he agreed to let him be in charge. That's when we knew he was inexperienced, and we tried to start messaging him then. And it's been just a, a, a complete comedy of errors from there going forward. This is, this is the tripping point right here. I said to you in my text, and I agree with you. If the president doesn't veto this CR like the Freedom Caucus and Jim Jordan are asking, we got to start looking for another candidate for 2020 because Trump ain't going to be able to win because our people aren't going to support him. It's that completely, simple. completely agree. And that is something I never would have thought of saying a week ago, literally a week ago, when it looked like he was going to draw that line in the sand and he was going to enforce it. Uh, and, and here we sit. So, Tom, tell me the truth. And I know you're an optimistic guy, and I know you, you wrote that op-ed for Town Hall trying to encourage everybody to do this, contact their, their members of Congress, get messages to the White House, tell the president, do not allow this, veto this bill. Tell me the truth, though, optimism aside, scale of 1 to 10, 10 being he's absolutely going to veto it, 1 being he will cave. What number are you? I'm at 50-50. He's a, you're at a I 5. I think it's 50-50. I think, I think that, there's, that he, he's... You know, he's starting to get the message, and, and I think he's going to calculate pretty – I would hope to God he can calculate that, listen, they're trying to destroy you, and if, and if you don't destroy them first, they're going to win. This is it. This is, this is where he's got to understand it. And in my op-ed in town hall today, I, what I said is, Mr. President, first of all, there is no damage to the American people from a shutdown. We don't care if you shut it down for a year. They tried to deny our votes in the election of 2016 by not letting you govern. Let's make sure they can't govern. They, they won the House, in my opinion, by, by cheating in California and other places. So let's have a shutdown for as long as we want. Because you know what? Here's the danger they face. Because as soon as you shut it down, oh, we'll see the stories about, you know, people who can't get into a state park or national park and we're yeah. planning their vacation and all that <laughs> stuff. Okay? But you know what? But you just wait. The longer it Tom, goes, we will know that it doesn't hurt us at all and we'll support them. Tom, do me a favor. Sit tight for a second. I have one more question for you, but i got to get out of here and uh, take my traffic break. I'll come right back. i got one more question for you, and then we'll take the rest of our phone calls as we continue until 11 o'clock on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, it's uh, 1026. I've got time for one more question from my friend Tom Zawistowski of the We the People Convention as well as the Portage uh, County Tea Party. Tom wrote an op-ed begging uh, the president to veto this bill, this CR, this spending bill that would kick the can into Nancy Pelosi's yard in February. Then Nancy Pelosi would pick it up and laugh at it because there's no way she's given anybody a nickel for a wall once she controls the votes in the House. Uh, but uh, I wanted to ask Tom about one other question as well. It has to do with this. We've been fighting for a long time in Syria. I've been president for almost two years, and we've really stepped it up. And we have won against ISIS. 
The president says we have defeated ISIS, and it's time to bring the troops home. Tom Zawistowski, our Pentagon, our, 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 our uh, defense secretary, our national security advisors, the president's top advisors say, no, 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 we haven't. Are you kidding me? This is an Obama-like move. This is what happened when Obama pulled the troops out of Iraq before the uh, peace was secured there. And, of course, we all know what happened. ISIS was born in Iraq. So, uh, Tom, again, this all happened on the same day as the president blinked on the wall. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's a mistake. I, I mean, it's very clear. that the, Who are one of the biggest threats in the world? Iran. We're not in Syria to fight the Syrian war or to you know, just defeat ISIS. We're there to check Iran. Right. So, yeah, I don't I don't by care. way of checking Assad, by the way, by way of checking Assad, Assad and, you know, the Syrians, the Syrian regime, rather, the Iranian regime and the Russians are all all uh, allied with one another on this. And if we take our presence out of there, holy cow, is this a boon for them? Yeah, particularly when you were supposedly having this new alliance with Saudi Arabia and Qatar and all these other people who, who are against Iran taking a bigger role. So it'd be one thing if you said, hey, you know, we're going to reduce our forces and they're going to send more people. We'd love that. We'd love to see the people in those regions fight their own damn fights for once. Right. But to just say we're pulling out because we won. Nobody believes that. ISIS isn't dead, as you pointed out. ISIS is still reforming all over them. But they're not going to be gone for who knows how long. We're going to be fighting them for a long time. So who's advising the president? Who are the people? And you point to his, his children. You know, Absolutely. Again, you know, you, 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 the problem we've had is that his circle is so small, and it's all lefties. You know, he's from New York City, the heart of leftism, right? And so his circle of friends are nowhere near conservatives and this has been the problem all along yeah that that was my biggest fear that was my biggest fear in the primaries it's why i did not support him in the primaries now of course when it came down to one new york liberal versus another i chose you know the the lesser of two liberal evils thinking of donald trump in those terms because i would never of course support hillary clinton and then he surprised us because for about 18 months he has been very conservative i mean you know all the things that he promised about uh, deregulation about lower taxes and about uh um, about uh, the paris climate accords about iran nuclear deal all the stuff he's he's lived up to us wow pleasantly surprised he's not as much of a new york liberal as i thought but now here we are with these uh these particular turns including the criminal justice uh reform bill that he's going to sign so the new york liberal in him is coming out well see and a good friend of mine who's an activist but now works for the government so i won't say his name always try, uh, says to these politicians all issues aren't equal some of them are 51 percent issues okay so you can be right on all those things that we talked about we are thankful to the president for the regulation we're mm-hmm. thankful for the tax cuts that's all great but this is a 51 percent issue this is an issue the wall is is what it's all about for people who vote all those people bob who said they hadn't voted in 30 and 40 years because it didn't matter and they came out and voted for trump yep. you think they're going to come out and vote for trump again Forget if, it. If, if he doesn't do this no chance so this is it now He's also pragmatic, and he likes to win. And so he's getting the message, I hope, that he can't do this or he's not going to win. I'm asking we Americans cannot give up on our country. And as you said, the lesser of two liberal evils or whatever with Trump, the bottom line is we've got to fight for the next 48 hours to, to get this president to do what we need done because it's in our best interest. That It's not about him. We're not idol worshipers like the Obama people were. We don't need a God. We already have a God. 
and we're celebrating his. But I'll tell you what, we will all cheer. Days. We will all cheer him as an idol if he pulls out a great big red veto stamp by, by the end of the day tomorrow and slaps it on that thing and said, "No, I want my wall." And that and that will bring us back. Fight for it. We have to fight yep. for that. This is not just about the wall, Bob. This is about our vote counting in elections. That's yep. why Nancy Pelosi's dancing. This is about out of control federal government that answers to special interests and Tom. not the people. That's what it's about. It's about the very existence of our nation. And I I'm completely concur. Tom, Tom Z, I got a jet, my friend. I got to get to the news. Uh, great job with the op-ed in Town Hall. Make sure you read that if you get a chance to. Everyone, Tom Zawistowski. Tom, thank you, my friend. Thanks, Bob. Merry you Christmas got it. to you. And to All you right, as well, bye-bye. sir. We're back after. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer it is indeed. I'm going to be quiet for at least 30 seconds or so because I really, really love this song. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? And this child that you It is uh, 1036. Uh, we get closer and closer to Christmas, and uh, just, uh, I just appreciate that. Thank you, Samuel. We're doing Christmas music all through uh, uh, Christmas Day. By the way, speaking of Christmas Day, if I may, uh, just depart from the discussion we're having right now about our president's sudden leftward turn. Um, Christmas Day, of course, we will not have a live show. We are going to be pleased to bring you the radio version of Christmas in America that was uh, produced uh, in a live show that my family attended in Medina uh, about a week or so ago. Actually, about two weeks ago now. I think it was on December 8th. Yeah, 12 days ago. Anyway, uh, the Public Square Broadcast Network, my friends Dave Zanotti and Rob Walgate from the Public Square and from uh, uh, the Ohio Roundtable and the AP Roundtable, American Policy Roundtable, their wonderful program that they put on every year. Uh, it was this year was uh, celebrating Christmas in America 1981. And it's just such a wonderful trip uh, through the, the years and the decades back to uh, what Christmas meant then, what were the big trends then, talking about our culture, talking about our faith, uh, how those things tie into our culture today. It's just wonderful. Anyway, uh, it, it was a two-hour show. And uh, that will be aired for you. The radio version of that uh, will be aired for you on Christmas morning during this time slot. From 9 to 11 on Christmas morning next Tuesday, you'll be treated to Christmas in America. I'm very excited for you to hear that because I enjoyed it so much. Really wonderful job by Dave Zanotti. All of the people at the public square, my friend Rob Walgate, and more. So, uh, just to kind of throw that uh, in your in your ear, if you have uh, plans Christmas morning, you know, obviously as you open the gifts and have a meal together or whatever it is that you do, um, uh, you know, before or after your mass or your worship, uh, if you have a chance, just turn the radio on, and you will uh, really, really enjoy what you hear. Okay, two one six nine zero one zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten. To the phones we go. Kate in Vermilion has been waiting very patiently for a very long time. She is now on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, Kate. Thank you. Go right ahead. Thank you, Bob. Listen, well, I want to say something about Trump too. But um, besides that, I was listening to your caller. I'm a Lorain County Tea Party member, and I received the emails and I did my phone call to the White House 
hotline and, and comment line and also to the congressman. But, you know, the gentleman that called in that is in his area for the Tea Party, we need to turn this around. But you need him to, he needs to understand that they need to strategize with a person that did this globally for the women's movement. When you remember how globally they were having it on television where they were where they were putting their opinions out, we need that same kind of strategy now where they get people to come together and they need to protest across the United States at every Democratic office, every Democratic one. And they need to stay on point with this message. The Democrats don't want borders, don't want walls. They're killing every American citizen daily with drugs. Put this on the Democratic Party because we have a national drug problem. It is the Democratic Party's fault because they've been fighting this for a reason. Demographics. They want these people to come in because they want them to vote for the free stuff for the Democratic Party. Put the message on them. They have killed Americans every single day with drugs because of their refusal with the wall and the border. And another thing I want to say about Trump. He, we are well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because you're doing two separate things here, and I want to respond to yes. the first part first. Okay. I completely agree. The one thing that, you know, I, I, I cannot stand these constant protests. I call these people, you know, the, 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 right. you know, the babies throwing their temper tantrums, their stompy foot uh, uh, sessions every time they don't get their way, and they go out there and they protest this, they protest that, they do their stupid little chants and everything else. But yes. as I said last hour, sadly... The Democrats are better at this than we are. They're getting their way. They're getting their message right. out there. They're they're doing right. things in a manner that we're not. And as distasteful as, as I find that kind of thing, uh, protesting and so on and so forth, is 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 annoying as it really is. And I certainly would never advise any Republicans or conservatives to do it the way they do it: blocking traffic, putting people in jeopardy, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. But we do have to do something differently because it, the way we're doing it isn't working. That's very very true. And coming from marketing, I'm telling you, put this at their offices. Show these people across the United States carrying signs and saying the Democratic Party is killing us with drugs. Put those – that's changed the message. And then when they see this across the United States with coverage, then they're going to be drawing attention to this. And I'd like to see the Tea Party do an account for a build the wall because I'm a, I would be the first person to put some money in. Let's Let's – publicize the fact that people want to pay for this wall they're so desperate and the democratic party won't give it to us right put the message that they're killing americans and they are because they want globalization and they want no borders and, and then the, no and the, the other part of this too you know is if that is not enough to 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 get them to understand this um we are also uh tired of paying hundred about a hundred to 120 yeah. billion dollars a year on illegal immigrants that's what exactly. it costs our country costs in real dollars, and, 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 and all we have to do to get that money back or to stop spending it every year is put a one-time outlay of $25 billion on the table, build the doggone wall, and have some control in this country, but and that's the other part of it. People are not paying attention to that message. So the message has to be the Democratic Party is a party that is killing American people every day. I want Amen. to sign billboards on each county saying, this is how many have died. Democratic Party now this month. That have died because of the Democratic Party's operatives. I mean, put the message on their back. If you don't see you get press coverage from that, people will pay attention to that message. And that's what that gentleman needs to listen to. Second kind of a tote board, kind of a running tote board on billboards. Yeah, across. I mean, that would be that would be really good. What did you want to say about the president? Okay, the about the president is I feel sorry for him because he's being attacked in every direction. And he is a president of all people. He's trying to say, I will 
shape. I will work with the Democratic Party. Well, guess what, Mr. President? The Republican Party is even turned against you in your own Congress. He needs help. But let's not forget this. The faces may change in next year in the Congress. Okay, and Pelosi and um, uh, can't think of his name from New York. Schumer. Um, Schumer is, you know, they may have a smirk on their face now, but I don't care what is in the House and Senate. It can be vetoed. He can say, I will not, will not sign one bill until I get my wall. He's got the power. He to can, that. but he won't. He can, but he, he won't. He hasn't done it for two years now. He has signed every single bill they put in front of him that doesn't include wall funding and that does include Planned Parenthood funding. Okay. He has he has indicated he's not going to do it. Well, you know, I think he would change his mind if this. If the, if the Tea Party gets stronger, I mean, we were able to turn this around in 2010. And, no. you know, the Tea Party needs to start being stronger with the messaging. I don't care. Hire a person that is strong enough with this global messaging. Get him in the United States here and do this. And start doing it right now so that we get these people parading in front of these offices with signs. And the message is the Democratic Party are killing the United States citizens through drugs. I, I totally, Kate, I They're totally agree it. with you on that front. And I, and I got to run and get some other people on. I thank you so much for your call and for your patience on your whole time, too. Um, but, but here's the thing. The president isn't aligning himself with the Tea Party. The president isn't aligning himself with the Freedom Caucus. Did you hear the president come out and give a full-throated endorsement of Jim Jordan when Jordan ran for minority leader against establishment rhino Paul Ryan clone Kevin McCarthy? president didn't come out for Jordan. The president hasn't aligned himself. The Tea Party, or excuse me, the Tea Party, the Freedom Caucus, was screaming last night on the floor of the House begging the president to veto this doggone bill. Mark Meadows was shouting, don't do this. Mr. President, do not allow this to happen. Veto the bill. This is Meadows on Mr. the floor. Mr. President, we're going to back you up. If you veto this bill, we'll be there. But more importantly, the American people will be there. And, and he's right, but the president won't do it. Here's another example of the president breaking with the conservative right. Ann Coulter, I read you part of her piece today uh, that she wrote for Breitbart criticizing the president for uh, uh, not uh, doing what it took to build this wall, not for, esta- for not establishing the relationships, trying to get this wall built by actually governing and working behind the scenes, but instead of trying to govern by Twitter. She wrote this piece on Breitbart, headlined, Gutless President in Wallace Country, and she has been one of the president's most vocal, strong supporters from the get-go. She wrote a book. Ann Coulter wrote a book during the Trump presidency, the first two years of, of, of the Trump presidency, uh, in support of the president. It's called In Trump We Trust, E Pluribus Awesome. She has been one of his biggest champions. She wrote one critical column of, of, about him today on the wall, and you know what he did? He unfollowed her on Twitter. That's his response to this. This, 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 I can't take the criticism. I won't listen to it. I'm only going to listen to whom? Jared and Ivanka. That's what we're finding out. So, you know, Ann Coulter is Freedom Caucus. Ann Coulter is Tea Party. Ann Coulter and, and like I said, so many others, national talk show hosts, including others whose names I don't care to mention on the radio very often because they're not with our company, but some of the biggest names in the industry. Not to mention some of the most conservative members of Congress, the most conservative members of the Senate, and most importantly, the president's own national security advisors and the president's Pentagon uh, uh, chief, the defense secretary, and his subordinates, <coughs> excuse me, all in the Pentagon telling the president not to act on Syria the way that he is, and he's listening to Jared and Ivanka instead. 
It's a very troubling time. It's a very troubling reality that the president is making a leftward turn on some very, very important issues and refusing to fight for the wall the way that he declared that he would. You cannot just blink in the face of this threat of shutdown by Pelosi and Schumer and then get on Twitter and say, it's okay, I'll get it funded. We have heard this since 2015 when you ran. It's now 2018 and you're two years in, and Nancy's about to take over, take over next month. If you don't get funding now, you're never getting funding, Mr. President. You know this to be true. Stop trying to pull the wool over our eyes. You know that come January 3rd, it's dead. Not a nickel for a wall will ever be approved by a Nancy Pelosi-led House because the Democrats, unlike the Republicans, know how to wield their power. BJ in Strongsville. Thanks for waiting, BJ. I know you've been there, too. Go ahead, sir. When the president was elected, I called him the catalyst president, that he would waken the American public. And your callers, the last several of them, pretty much said they had to be involved. And that's where it comes down to. I told you once before I'm an advocate of term limits because I think there are other Jim Jordans out there. We've had too many people in office far, far too long. But this is not the president's problem. It's the American public's problem. And your last three callers have stated they have people have to become involved. Mm-hmm. Half the American public doesn't give a damn or else they wouldn't have put a Democratic Congress in charge again. Donald Trump didn't do that. It's the American public. A lot of the American public doesn't care what happens to this country. They don't care about the wall. They don't care about religion. They don't care about tradition. It is the people. It is the American public. This crap has fallen in the American public's hands and in their lap, not Donald Trump. Donald Trump did what he said he was going to do. He was going to awaken the people. And if he doesn't get the strongest support from the people, why should he give a damn? And I thank you, and God bless you, and have a wonderful Christmas. Uh, BJ, God bless you, too, and have a Merry Christmas, too, sir. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to disagree almost 180 degrees. Um, it is not the, Amer- the, uh, uh, the American people who have given up on Donald Trump. It is Donald Trump who has abandoned the American people on this issue. The president has not done everything he said he would do. He made it sound like it would very, be very easy to do, which made a lot of people like who are in the know, people who understand American politics, who understand the functions of American government, very, very skeptical. When he said, oh my gosh, repealing and replacing Obamacare will be the easiest thing ever. Just watch. And a lot of us are like, does he know what he's talking about? Does he know how incredibly massive Obamacare is? Does he know that healthcare in this country is one-sixth of the American economy? Does he know that if he repeals Obamacare, that it's going to, first of all, it won't be easy to do, but if he does get that done, coming up with a replacement that everybody will agree on is going to be massive, massive work. He says it's easy. Does he really know? Let's wait and see. Well, here we are two years in. Obamacare still lives. And I know a federal judge just ruled it uh, unconstitutional. It's going to be appealed to the Supreme Court. But again, this is not anywhere near as easy as he said. Same thing with the wall. I build for a living. I built skyscrapers all around the world. Building is my business. It's what I do. You think I can build Trump Towers here, there, and everywhere and not be able to put up a wall? That'll be the easiest thing ever. Here we are two years in. Blink, 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 blink. Every time, oh, and by the way, and I don't want to be a Democrat here and remind everybody, but we have to. And Mexico will pay for it. Well, here we are. Mexico is not scratching out a check. And I know he says, yeah, but we have renegotiated the NAFTA deal, and now it's a better deal, and we're going to make more money off of Mexico so we can use that money. But you know, as well as I do, and now now the president is starting to realize 
that he can't just take savings from a deal, a trade deal with Mexico, and apply those funds to the wall. The funds have to be budgeted by Congress. The House spends the dollars. All he can do is sign or veto what they send him. So, you know, this this notion that, you know, he's doing everything right and the American people are letting him down, so he's saying, I don't give a damn, I could think is just completely backwards. I love you, BJ. I really do. I just completely disagree. The president is saying, uh, I'm not listening to the American people. Now I'm listening to my daughter and her liberal husband, Jared, and it's the American people who are paying the price. Back after this. A new and glorious The president continuing to fight every battle that he has on Twitter. It's not how you govern. 24 minutes ago, tweet... When I begrudgingly signed the omnibus bill, I was promised the wall and border security by leadership would be done by end of year. Now, it didn't happen. We foolishly fight for border security for other countries, but not for our beloved USA. Not good. Mr. President, stop passing the buck. You, sir, are leadership. Start exerting it you can't just go on twitter and bludgeon people into voting for your funding you have to work behind the scenes with them something that we are told the president just does not and will not do every thought that goes through the president's head is is then tapped out in in strangely capitalized tweets No behind-the-scenes work is being done. Negotiations are done publicly via Twitter. And it's failing. I agree leadership in the House has failed you. Paul Ryan, Kevin McCarthy, what have you done to change them? What have you done to work with them? What have you done to get other people outside of leadership to support you to impress upon them? We're with the president. What have you done? Did you support Jim Jordan for minority speaker? Did you publicly declare the House should choose, the House Republicans should choose new leadership, not Kevin McCarthy, who is nothing more and nothing less than Paul Ryan Light? Did you advocate for Jim Jordan? No. Leadership isn't a a, a sometime thing, and it isn't a the other guy thing. Leadership is an all-the-time thing, and it starts with the head guy thing. You're the head guy. You should back people like Everyone this. Everyone knows the old line. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. But we're going to have to change that line. We're going to need a new one. The new line should be, fool the American people four times, shame on Congress. Remember what we did March, right, the March big omnibus spending bill? We said, oh, no, we're not going to put the border wall funding on this bill because we're going to do it in September. Then we get to September. Oh, wait, wait a minute. We're not going to put it on this bill. Because we're going to do it on December 7th. And then December 7th come. Wait a minute. We're not going to put the, we're not going to keep our promise. We're not going to put the border funding wall money on that bill. We're going to do it December 21st. And what did we learn today? Now they're talking about kicking it to February 8th. 
when Nancy Pelosi has control. Jordan's right. Navy man Norm, he's almost always right. Navy man Norm, good morning. Go ahead. You're not going to like what I have to say. That's okay. Uh, I, agree with your, I agree with your previous caller, uh, BG from, or BJ from Strongsville. The American people don't give a damn, Bob. They really don't. Because if they did, they would be up in mass over Planned Parenthood getting our dollars, our taxpayer dollars, to kill babies. They'd be up in arms over the drug problem. I mean, really up in arms. They could give a S, you know what, less. Samuel, your uh, screener, uh, just as I was talking to him, really nailed it. He said, you know, Norm, he said the Republican Party is so used uh, to not uh, being out of control that they're always looking at the donkey's butt. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're in power. We've been in power for two years, and the Republican Party is still looking at the donkey's butt. I'm not defending Trump on what he's done on this flip-flop. I am as ticked as you. But think about it. For two years, he's had one arm tied behind his back. The federal judiciary has uh, tried to stymie him every single step, every single step of the way. The news media, night after night, day after day, his own Department of Justice is trying to uh, subvert him. Uh, the Republican Party and the Never Trumpers, uh, unbelievable. So you think about it in context. You you have one of the most popular talk shows in town, probably the most popular. Yet, if you were berated every day and every night by your competition, by the plain dealer, by everybody else, you know, eventually would start wearing on you. Uh, but, but here's the thing, Norm, is I, I, I've got to interrupt only because we're out of time here. But here's the thing I would say. If I'm berated, though, I'm not going to then just cave in and say, okay, I'll do it your way. I'll do it the, people, the way of the people who are berating me. I would fight harder to do it the right way. And that's the problem here. The president, if he's caving into the liberal media, if he's caving into the Democrats, then what did we vote for? We, vote for, we voted for a fighter. We're back tomorrow. Mike Gallagher's Enjoy next. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.